As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. Improving livelihood in third world countries. An interview with Therese Nichols. So I'm joined today by Therese Nichols. How are you going? Hi Luke, I'm going well. So I'm here today to interview you about a new initiative that you've started, which is called One Plate. Do you want to tell me about that? Yeah, uh, two years ago, I was in Manila volunteering with a local foundation that cares for street children. And this foundation does an amazing job. They've been working for 20 years looking after street children. And while I was there, I just saw thousands of children living on the streets who have been either abandoned by their families or orphans. And they've got no one who cares for them, no one to love them, no one to protect them. And a lot of these street children... They're really vulnerable to the world of drugs, abuse, child prostitution, gangs, alcohol, and it's horrendous, the streets of Manila. I'm not sure if you've been to Manila. but No, no, I haven't. It's really, it's, it's a very sad situation for these street children. And some of them have homes, but home is like worse than the streets, mm. and the streets are pretty bad, so that says a lot. So they go to the streets and what shocked me the most, more than anything, were a lot of these children were on drugs. And the reason why they're on drugs is not because they're involved in crime, but because the drugs numb their stomach from hunger and yeah. they, it stops the hunger pangs. It's a solvent that they sniff all night and it numbs them and then they become addicted to this yeah. solvent. Yeah. And so... These children, so many of them, because it's cheaper to get this solvent than it is to get rice, become addicted. So they're either scavenged through the rubbish dumps for food or they're sniffing this drug. And I was just heartbroken to see these children. They're beautiful, beautiful children who are just completely devastated by these drugs. So while I was over there, I was thinking about our culture back here in Australia. And it was about the third weekend. I was there for four weeks. The third week in, I was in adoration and I was just sitting there in front of the Blessed Sacrament with my journal praying and my pen just started writing this idea and I tell you this because it was not my idea, it was completely Holy Spirit inspired. My pen wrote the idea and my brain had not caught up because I wrote this, I wrote it down and then five minutes later I read back through my journal and I read it as if I'd never like saw it before. I was like, oh wow, where did that come from? So I knew it was the Holy Spirit taking my pen and written this idea and it was the idea of one plate. And it's basically about, um, you know, we partner with, basically the concept of it is our food culture here in Australia is huge. It's thriving. We go out for breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, drinks. It's so much part of our culture. But how can we tap into that to help these children? And this beautiful food culture that we have in Australia, we shouldn't feel guilty about because it creates community, it brings people together. It's a beautiful part of our culture. But we can tap into that to help these children. So the idea of One Plate is to partner with restaurants, cafes, pubs, bars across Australia. They choose one menu item. And each time that menu item is ordered, a dollar is donated to One Plate. And then we use that dollar to fund sustainable food projects in Manila. And as we get more restaurants and cafes on board, then we'll be able to go to other developing countries. Yeah. And how many restaurants have become involved so far? So we've got 18 at the moment. We launched in May this year. So I had the idea two years ago, but it took 18 months to build it. It always takes so much time. And I asked a few friends to come on board as co-founders and friends who have got skills that I don't have. So together they came on board and we collaborated and we were able to really build it over the last 18 months to get it to launch point in May. 
So we've got our amazing 18 restaurants, we call them our hero restaurants, uh, who really do want to help and make a difference. And it's a small contribution, one dollar, but every dollar makes a big difference. And for us, you know, with all the money that we've raised, we could have fed a thousand children their lunch today. But then what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about next year? So our whole goal is sustainability and providing these sustainable food projects for children and the whole community. Because to look after children, you need to look after the whole community. And so by providing um, these sustainable food projects, we can teach and educate them in growing their own food and giving them the seeds to begin. What exactly is a sustainable food project? So we've... It ranges from everything from a rooftop urban garden um, to pig farms, goat farms, aquafishing, agroforestry. So what we've already done is we've funded the money to, we've already built a rooftop garden in Manila and this rooftop garden is on top of a foundation that cares for street children. There's about 20 different fruits and vegetables that grow there and these children that live there that have been street children all of their lives. Now they go to the foundation and they've all got responsibilities in caring for the vegetables and the fruit and they go and water it. And it's really, it's beautiful to see. And another sustainable food project we're doing is um, we've been able to run a whole training, an agricultural training course for 350 people from a very, very poor village. And most of those families have absolutely nothing. They're lucky if they're able to feed their child one Mm. piece of bread a day. So now they've been given the tools and the education and the knowledge to be able to grow their own food, which will be long-term. So the whole point of our sustainable farms is that it's long-term. It's with the 18 restaurants that you've had thus far or any other restaurants that you've approached, what has been the general reaction that you've found? Because, I mean, it does seem like it might be a bit of a challenge to to convince them to give up some of their potential income uh, in in order to, to help out. How has the reaction been? People love it because although it's just it's a dollar from one menu item, the restaurant can add that dollar so it doesn't mm, affect mm. their bottom line, doesn't affect their profit. And not only that, but at the end of each month, they'll get a tax deductible receipt yeah. and they get great PR exposure from it. So from a restaurant's point of view, they're not losing anything. Yeah, it's not affecting yeah. their bottom line and they're getting great PR exposure. For the customer, it means that they can go out There's a big thing of donor fatigue out there. People are tired of being asked for money all the time Mm. from charities and they don't know what charities to trust. Mm. So we try and be 100% transparent in everything we do. So we want it to create a project where people can go about their daily duties without even knowing they're still donating and they're spending what they would have already spent so the main thing really for people is if you know if they're going out on a date night or whatever it might be instead of going to that restaurant they can go to a one plate restaurant Mm. knowing that they're going to make a difference and it's going to help and that they're supporting a restaurant that's socially conscious Mm, that's awesome and what what does the future look like for one plate at the moment do you know what? I have no idea where God's <laughs> going to take this. I had, When I was young at school, I had a thousand dreams and ideas of all the things I wanted to do from being a 
oh, interior designer. I wanted to own my own perfume brand from being a human rights lawyer, a teacher. There's so many different things I want it to be, but I never had a charity on the list. Just yeah. Never had that. That was never on the list. And then two years ago, it just sort of happened. And so that's one of the most wonderful things when you just leave your plans to God. You leave your dreams mm-hmm. at his feet. Mm-hmm. And when he takes over, he takes you on the most amazing course. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened with One Plate. He is directing this whole project and he's opened up doors I couldn't even imagine. And so sometimes when I think and plan, you know, my goal, we would absolutely love to have every single restaurant, cafe, pub and bar in Australia signed up to One Plate mm-hmm. and making a difference. And doing projects across the developing world, God might have another plan. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we're working really hard. We're doing what we can and we're just seeing where he takes this. Mm, mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So is there any way that I guess the, the people who are listening can get involved? Obviously, they can try and find out about the One Plate restaurants, but is there any other ways that they can get connected or get involved? Absolutely. So we're all volunteers at One Plate. No one gets paid a wage. So we are always looking for volunteers, people who have got skills, whether it's in accounting, finance, legal, administration, graphic design, film, whatever it is, get involved. We take anyone to you know help and volunteer their skills. Um, but we really encourage everybody to go to a one-plate restaurant or cafe. They're all on our website. But the biggest thing everyone can do is go to your favorite cafe and tell them to sign up to One Plate. Mm. That's awesome. Well, that's a great piece of advice right there because, yeah, you know, you could get, you know, a thousand people listening to this and that's a thousand potential restaurants that you've got right there. So. Exactly. It's so easy to do. Just tell your cafe, tell them to sign up. They can sign up online. All the information's there and they can start making a big difference because that $1, we stretch that dollar. Mm. So it just doesn't feed one child one lunch today, but it will actually make a huge difference over a yeah. lifetime. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your work and thank you for joining us here uh, at our booth. Um, and we'll continue to pray for, for you and, and this ministry. Thank you so much, Luke. That was Therese Nichols with Improving Livelihood in Third World Countries. And for more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.